Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, we got two basketball teams on incredible hot streaks here in the state of Utah, and they both stayed on their hot streaks. The Jazz beat the Pelicans convincingly. The Aggies beat the Rams convincingly. So CSU is now 9-0 in league play. They've won 11 straight games. Jazz have now won six in a row. Uh, we'll have the best of the Jazz post game show coming up uh, in a few minutes. We're also going to hear later in this hour from Craig Smith, the head coach at Utah State. They started one and three. They went to South Dakota, had a terrible uh, tournament, and they have gotten things together starting with game number five, and they have not looked back. Another impressive performance. CSU came in with only one loss in conference play. Uh, They haven't played Boise State yet, who's a very good team in this conference, it looks like. But they had split with San Diego State at San Diego, and they came in to play Utah State. And any thought that Utah State was uh, tired and exhausted and worn down after two intense games with San Diego State Thursday and Saturday? Nuh-uh. None of it. Aggies were up 44-29 at the half. They had a run late in the half to really blow that game open. Up by 15 at the break, and they win by 19. They were uh, led in this game. By the former Brighton High Bengal, Brock Miller gave him 20 points, hit 6 of 10 from 3. He was the only starter to hit a 3-pointer. Uh, they were 10 of 19, so he, uh, he definitely led the way there. Cato uh, gave him 18 points and 12 boards and blocked 3 shots and actually had a couple assists and a steal, too. Did a little bit of everything. Um, and then the bench came through. Uh, solid outing by the bench there. Uh, with 21 points, uh, only 12 points for CSU off their bench. So Utah State gets gets the win. Now the Mountain West Conference has a schedule going where they play twice in three days, minimizes the airline travel, so a little safer. You're not in as many airplanes. Uh, you're not in as many airports. And cost savings, too, because you're only buying half the plane tickets. So the Aggies will host the Rams again Thursday night, and we'll see how this plays out. If the Aggies sweep this... Uh, they get that win, then they would move to 10-0 and in conference, and the Rams would have a third loss, just like San Diego State did, and then it would basically come down to Utah State and Boise State for the conference championship in the regular season, and who's going to win it? Um, other than that, the Aggies have middle and bottom-tier teams to play, so you would think that those games... Now, if they split those games, then we'll have to see what Boise State does, uh, because they haven't played CSU and San Diego State yet, so... Advantage Aggies and significant advantage if they can win on Thursday night. Now, the backstory to this game, which I wasn't aware of, but uh, I was brought up to speed a little bit yesterday. Uh, CSU head coach Nico Medved um, has a history with Craig Smith, the Utah State coach. They were both on the staff together as assistant coaches at uh, Colorado State in the uh, like 2010, 11, 12, and in, uh, in that area. And then uh, the staff got broken up. Um, Tim Miles, who was the head coach, got the job at Nebraska. Craig Smith, Craig Smith went with him, but Medved didn't, didn't get to go. He stayed at CSU for another year. Now, it worked out for him because he got a head coaching job at Furman, and then he jumped again, I think, to Drake, and then he ends up at CSU, where he beat out Craig Smith for the job. So now they're going head-to-head, and 
I don't know. Publicly, I think it's fine. Um, privately, there's at least some level of rivalry, and it isn't lost on anyone that uh, Craig Smith is now 5-0 and against Nico Medved. And if that sends a message to the Colorado State Administration, I suspect Craig Smith is not brokenhearted by that development. So... If you think there'll be any taking the foot off of the gas before Thursday, because that's really what's relevant, whatever personal rivalry they do or don't have, you know, to whatever degree they have it, I think they certainly have it, but to whatever degree they have it, doesn't really matter. But what matters to Utah State fans is Greg's not taking his foot off the gas by any means. He wants the sweep. Um, and they have played close games at CSU. Uh, the uh, Two years ago, the Aggies won there by four in overtime, 196. Last year, they won by three. Um, but the games in Logan have all been blowouts, 15, 16, 17-point games. So Aggies are 5-0, and and they win by an average of 16 points a game in the three games in Logan. So we'll see if the Aggies can keep it going and make it 10 in a row. Now for the Jazz, uh, a light night in the NBA because so many teams played on Monday. Um, the Jazz were on NBA TV, and often those games are blacked out. This one wasn't. I don't, I don't know what the rules are in that. I don't understand it. Uh, but I did flip back and forth between the local broadcast and the national broadcast there because the game itself went very well for the Jazz. Uh, they hit a few flat spots. I think they gave up uh, like an 8-0 run in the first quarter and 11-0 early in the fourth. And there was a, a run uh, in the second half that wasn't quite as obvious but was still pretty strong for New Orleans. But, man, on the other side of these runs, the Jazz just thumped the Pelicans. Um, they're up five after a quarter, which was odd because they were up seven early. And I think they actually, the lead either got cut to one. I think actually they fell behind by a point. And then they pushed the lead back up to five. So again, yes, the Pelicans have a run, but the Jazz have two on either side. And Donovan Mitchell started fast, had 15 points early. And the second quarter, they gave up that late run. They had the lead up to 10. I thought, wow, they're going to lead by 15 at the half. Uh, we had just been talking yesterday about you getting in these games, and it's just about playing good basketball because you're the better team. So win every quarter by five, and you'll look up at the end of the night and you win by 20. And they were actually up by five after one quarter, which I thought was kind of funny. They're up up 10 in the middle of the second quarter and then six to the half. And then in the third quarter, the league they just came out of the locker room and the lead went to 15. And i got to say, that is significant. I think that matters. You know, it's uh, the boxing analogy is that you uh, – you know, you throw some jabs, you feel each other out for a round, and then the better fighter goes to town. And in basketball, and I really saw this with the Stockton alone teams in 97-98, they weren't good enough to do it before, and they weren't good enough to do it after, but when they were at the peak of their powers, they would often go into the locker room with a 7, 10, 12-point lead, something like that. Back and forth, throwing jabs. They were the better team. They, you know, they were in good shape. And they would come out of the locker room, and they dropped runs on people in the third quarter. They would do 15-2, to 10 to nothing. 20 to 4. I mean, they just routinely blew people off the floor in the third quarter and ended games. Just ended them. It was over. They took hope away. And it was just like the halftime adjustments, and they'd seen everything the other team had to throw at them. The other team had no gimmicks. They had no tricks left, and the Jazz were the better team. And they played every quarter, and they brought it. And if this Jazz team can replicate that, there'll be a lot more wins like that Pelican game Tuesday night. Um, that was, uh, that, that was a formula. Now, that was some severe sloppiness. But, you know, if you're going to have severe sloppiness, have it when you're up by 25. Got down to 14. Donovan Mitchell had a couple of horrific turnovers. And they called timeout. And then they came out of the timeout and they righted the ship. And so now the Jazz uh, have to turn around because like the, uh, <laughs> like the Utah State Aggies and CSU, they're playing the Pelicans twice in three days. Uh, both these teams will be back at it 
Thursday, and the Jazz game will be a little late Thursday, 8 o'clock, it's on TNT, and that shouldn't matter, but it does. The whole country's watching. Now, the whole country can watch on NBA TV. I mean, the whole country can watch on the League Pass, right? But we know there are networks that get better ratings or big, given bigger games, and people out of habit tune into them. And that tends to get teams playing with a little more pride. So I would think that, um, you know, maybe you take it easy in the second game in three days, and maybe you lose your edge because you just dominated them. But I don't think that happens when the game's on TNT. Uh, it shouldn't matter, but it does because everybody's human. And so. so there you go. Those are the two basketball games last night. The Jazz uh, get the victory. Uh, the Aggies get the victory. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and you'll hear from Craig Smith. Head coach at Utah State. Coming up next, and then the best of the Jazz Post Game Show. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Utah State wins again. They are 9-0 and in Mountain West play. They've won 11 straight games. They blow out Colorado State at 83-64. They're up by 15 at halftime. Here's the head coach, Craig Smith, after the game. Coach, uh, this was a really interesting game because uh, you end up you know, leading by as many as 26. You end up winning the game uh, by 19, and so... Uh, there were some, you know, opportunity. You know, it felt like you really dominated this game. But there's a lot you can take away from this and say, you know, we got to be better at this and be better yeah. at this. There's a lot of teachable moments from this. A lot, lot of teachable moments. Uh, I thought we played well, obviously, but we left some stuff out there too. Yeah. You know, I thought early in the game uh, we were really on point on the defensive end. Well, the whole first half we were. Um, but you know, early in the game we missed some chip shots. You're you're looking at like. It was just we had some clean, like clean, clean looks, and some chip shots, and we're up whatever it was, but it should have been almost doubled that, right? Yeah. Couple right around the basket there, off and out of bounds play. Brock missed a wide open, and sometimes you miss shots, like it is what it is. Um, but to be able to go into halftime up 15, 44, 29, I thought was big. Um, they're they're a they're a high octane offense, and they stretch you. And we were fortunate they missed some. I mean, they had some wide-open, clean looks there that we were fortunate that they missed because they don't do that real, real often. And we're going to have to tighten that up. I mean, Isaiah Stevens, as everybody saw, is a load. Yeah. Uh, he can do so many thing, different things. and He's a high-level point guard, but he's a high-level scorer and passer. They, they were running him off those kind of pin screens. We call it eagle. Um, NBA calls it floppy, like the Detroit Pistons used to run with Rip Hamilton and Tayshawn Prince and Chauncey Billups. And when you get a guy like him, that he he can stand there and freeze you. And now he's got three feet of separation before you even blink, and it's just hard to catch up to that. So um, we got to look at some of that stuff and a couple other things we were doing on the defensive end. But at the same time. Um, I mean, we were for, we make t- go ten for nineteen from the three. Held them to thirty two percent in the first half. Too much in the second half, but we did force fifteen turnovers. I thought our length. Yeah. I mean, we're a big team, and it's not just big because of Kata. I mean, B- Bean and Fonz are big and athletic. Um, 
and a guy like Brock Miller is a legit six six, and and Wooster and and Anthony can really cover some ground, and Steven is really digging in on the defensive end and doing a really good job for us. So we'll take the dub, but we're going to have to tighten some things up here going into uh, Thursday. I was yeah. going to say Saturday, <laughs> but I know I knew that wasn't right. So how weird is it? We Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so good dub. Hey, uh, 20 assists on 26 made field goals, a stat that you like? It is, and that was we put that was one of our keys uh, tonight, and that was the first thing. Normally, it's you know the guys. I don't I, I don't think they roll their eyes. They take great pride in talking about defense, but we threw a different loop on them, and that was the first thing we said was 20 assists on 26 baskets, and you know it helps when the ball goes in. Um, uh, we made some key shots when they had some mini runs, obviously, and it was exciting because it was just kind of an all-around. It was very balanced, it felt like. You know, different yeah. guys making – I mean, obviously Brock goes six for ten, but it just felt like we had a lot of different guys make some key plays um, for us tonight. And it's a hard thing to do to get 20 assists, um, but it's just – that's who we are. When we pass it and share it, it's just amazing how much easier shooting becomes. Good passing teams, the Spurs you saw said, good passing teams are good shooting teams. And so we even – I felt like passed up some easy ones in the set. Marco kind of was Nash dribbling, got behind the baseline. I thought he had an easy reverse layup. <laughs> yeah, dribble, dribble. He, he paddled, like I said, Marco, and then and then like the ball went out of bounds. I don't remember what happened, but it's like Marco, just take the layup. Like yeah. nobody's telling you not to shoot. You know, mm-hmm. um, there was another one too that it was just like we were literally right at the rim, and I don't remember who it was. And then I thought we got a little cute. You know, we had control felt like we had control and we got a little cute with our passing instead of just in in there was a little stretch there every time he caught it we were dribbling raleigh's turnover yeah which he should have just ripped at baseline and went yeah i don't know why he, you know that's kind of his move i guess but but anyway um thought it was just a great team effort thought we defended really hard and even though i mean they shot it well but their centers make three threes in the first half you know uh, moore's made one and thomas make two and so you kind of, you know, pick and choose a little bit. We foul number five right in front of you guys. Yep. Um, and they get three shots there. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But I thought we played a complete game and we were able to finish them off. They're, they have a lot of firepower. And we've seen what they did against a couple yeah, teams They now. don't go away quietly. They don't. So uh, I was glad we were able to defend and, uh, and execute what we were trying to do for the most part. So I asked you a question in pregame. I also asked it to coach as well uh, because I, I've, I've had the Rockets kind of stuck in my mind when Daryl Morey made him go small last year, and they were a nightmare for the Jazz uh, with Rudy because they just couldn't match up with their s- speed and athleticism. And uh, so I had asked you, like, hey, you know, do you adjust sometimes them and maybe go smaller? And you said it's just kind of a feel, and I asked Coach the same thing. We're three or four minutes of this game, and Kate is just ripping down every rebound and blocking every shot, and Coach goes, oh, there's your answer. And, uh, I mean, Kata's impact on this game was just incredible. Yeah, and I probably overextended him a little bit, but it, 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 it was weird. The first half, even though it was, you know, we had 44 to 29, I felt like there was a lot of timeouts. Oh, yeah, it was They slow called game. two timeouts. Um, they called their full timeout, then the one at the end. But it was just, it was a slow game. It really was. And so I, I kept asking a couple of our guys, are you good? And Nimi just had a look tonight. Um, it was easy to see. He's like, Coach, I'm good. I'm good. And so, you know, when you have that kind of rim protection and one and done, and obviously what we were able to do on the offensive boards really helped us. 
um, with a lot. I mean, even Dory. Dory's a big man now, yep. and he's athletic. And um, he gets two offense rebounds in four minutes of play. And so, um, you know, we decided to go that way. It was just kind of the way the game was going. It just never felt like a fast game or a fast pace, yep. you know, type of thing. So that's the route we went tonight, and it could be different tomorrow, or it could be different on Thursday. Coach, i got to ask you, how many baseline out-of-bound plays do you have? Because we had, we had, we had a four-line. We got it all going on today. We had two easy layups. We have three, three mid-range really jump shots. Coach, that, Where I that's think like they sunk on Brock and then you had another guy open. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's just not play the game. Let's just go for baseline out-of-bound plays. <laughs> well, we do have a lot. Uh, I don't know how many. It's not as many as the first two years. Because we've just had to, just with so many guys, we've had to kind of, you know, and and we had, I shouldn't say, we have a lot in, but I have to do a better job, uh, like, on game day or, you know, depending on the weekly schedule, you know, do we we have three practices? I just try to take a little bit of time on one of those days, maybe two of those days, and uh, in, in my mind think, okay, we can... You know, I think this one will work tonight, this one, depending on their personnel, how they guard them, and figure out how it works with our team and and see what we can get. Tonight we were fortunate we were able to get some some good ones. You picked some good ones today, I'll tell you that. That was a clinic. I'm, I've got it recorded, so, you know, I'll be making some notes for my for my little girls' team. For You know, they may be fourth graders, but they can run a baseline play. Well, so. you know, it, it, it's always interesting, right? Every – coach and program does things differently it doesn't mean one's right or one, one's wrong but that's an area we you got to spend time yeah. we spend time on it so you always have to say are we going to spend time on this 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 or this and especially when you get to this time of year where in, in four games in eight days where you're just kind of all right what because if it's all important then nothing's important and these guys you talk about a lot of sets like these guys oh, yeah. yeah these guys <laughs> might have the most in the league so coming off those two games and i know i said it on the pregame and like i was concerned about where we're at mentally and honestly physically because it was a i mean it was a pounding lat thursday and saturday yeah. so with this quick turnaround we hardly did anything on sunday we were here and did walk through and watched film on our game from saturday and watched um, their personnel but it's just you got to be fresh. You, you got to have your legs, man. Like you got to be able to. And I thought we looked. Fre- I thought we looked um, good physically tonight. I thought we were moving well and had some bounce in our step. Coach, congratulations! Another big W. Uh, let's do it again coming up on Thursday. Yeah, man. No rest for the weary, oh, right? It's like, are you kidding me? We got to rinse and repeat, man. And like, but thank you to all the fans that came out. Another great atmosphere tonight. It's really interesting because San Diego State's coach and Colorado State's coach said it's different playing in front of fans. Yeah, they, oh. neither team had played in front of fans. And yeah, so I didn't know was, about Colorado State. I know San Diego State. That was the first game yeah, in front of fans. So it, it was interesting to hear that, and so we really appreciate to be a being able to play and b that we're able to play in front of our fans. And uh, old Vernon Smith, Papa Vern, and Papa Bev so came into town. Yeah. Uh, nice. They flew in today. They're like my mom. You guys don't understand. My mom bless her had her own daycare for 34 years i know you the people are probably telling you would you have him shut up but (laughs) had her own daycare for 34 years um and 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 um 
and my dad had his own auto he's an outer body shop guy he had his own shop i never see my dad from morning till night he's just always at the shop my mom though she is like boom 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 and she's for three months hey craig when's that schedule coming out we got to figure <laughs> out when we're i'm like mom i have no but she's relentless she will not stop until you think, I. You think fans are upset about oh, that schedule? Oh, Your mom's right there. Yeah. And so she's, you know, they were coming in today. Initially, we were supposed to play Colorado State on Wednesday, That's right? And they switched it with TV, and she was all like up in arms, like, "Oh my God, I need a one-day buffer zone to get." I'm sorry, mom, the TV ain't stopping for you. But yeah, I think of the world of you. But you know, um, uh, no, the powers that be, it's on to the next. So. Anyway, a little story. I could talk all day about well, my mom. Well, tell them hi for us. I will definitely uh, do that. And uh, congratulations, and let's run it back coming up on Thursday. Let's like do like it. we have anything to do with it, but, <laughs> we'll, but looking we'll forward be here. to it for sure. All right. Thank you, guys. Go yeah. Aggies. There's Utah State head coach Craig Smith as the Aggies improved to 9-0 in the Mountain West Conference. When we come back, the best of the Jazz postgame show. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz get the blowout win over the Pelicans. They were up 10 in the second quarter. They are up 15 early in the third. They stretched the lead to 25, and they win 118 to 102. Now the guys have the best of the postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you. The Jazz took apart the Pelicans last night at Vivint Arena, 118 to 102. The Jazz hit 21 threes last night as they continue to just let it fly. 21 of 47 shot 44.7% uh, from three. They were 50.6% from the field overall. Donovan Mitchell led the way, 28 points. Incredibly efficient night from Donovan, 9 of 15 from the field, 4 of 7 from three, 6 of 6 from the line. He also added seven rebounds and four assists. Uh, Jordan Clarkson at 18 coming off the bench. Joe Ingles uh, coming back off that sore Achilles. Five of six from three. He had 15 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Rudy Gobert with 13 points and 18 boards. And Boyan Bogdanovich uh, added 11. Oh, George Niang also had 10 coming in off the bench for the Utah Jazz. For the Pelicans, uh, Zion Williamson uh, led the way with 32 points. Brandon Ingram had 17. Let's get you some postgame sound. Let's start with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Uh, first up, we'll go Tony Jones, the athletic. <laughs> Coach, can you describe your third quarter? I mean, it was pretty much, you know, I thought 12 minutes of, of, of really good basketball from you guys. And, and how how much of a, a goal is that for you to play like that over an extended period of time? Well, yeah, I mean, we want to play well all the time. Um, as you said, the third quarter, the ball was moving. We were getting stops, you know, which allows us to get out. I think maybe more important is we had that that stretch um, where we turned it over a couple times, you know, and they got a couple buckets and got some life and some momentum um, cut into the lead. And I thought our guys really collected themselves well. So, you know, you're not going to play well all the time. You'd like to. Um, and when you go through those patches where it's you know you're in a, a rough patch you know the key thing is to be able to come out of that and, and maybe you know that's to me as significant as playing well 
Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. What did it require from your guys going against such a physical front court and Adams and Zion? Well, I think just being focused on, you know, rebounding together. You know, we, we know um, how well they rebound and what a physical team they are. And, you know, if we try to, you know, battle them one-on-one on the boards, that's that's tough. So, you know, we've got to do it collectively, um, and we're going to have to do it again, you know, the day after tomorrow. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy had that stretch in the last minute of the second quarter where he meets Zion at the rim for the block and then a few possessions later recovers and gets the the block from behind on Bledsoe um, stop a layup. What can you say about just the job that he did tonight? You know, doesn't put up a ton of points but continues to make an impact just with constant plays like that throughout the evening. Well, you know, I think what do you, 20 rebounds, um, you know, that's what we expect from Rudy. Um, he's capable of making uh, multiple plays. You know, there's not a lot of bigs his size that um, can make one play and make another play and get in on the glass. Um, you know, and obviously Zion is a heck of a player. I mean, you feel like you did a good job on him. You look up and he's, you know, he's got 30. So, um, you know, I was happy with all our guys defensively. Uh, I thought we really worked. And um, obviously, Rudy impacts the game a lot of ways. And as, as you said, they, some of them show up in the this, this stat sheet. And some of them show up um, when you see him make a block or something. And other things don't show up just with his presence. So um, that's what we want from him every night. Uh, Sarah Todd Desert News. Quinn, how different are these sets that where you're playing a, a team a couple of times back to back rather than kind of going from one team to another? Well, it's, it's different, you know. Um, you know, anytime you, you play a team in a short time span, you know, there's opportunities. Um, you know, to you, you feel the last game. You know, we, we were fortunate. We shot the ball. I thought we moved the ball to get good shots, um, but we made a lot of shots. And, um, you know, they, they missed some. So uh, you, you can't rely on, on the ball going in the basket. Um, we've got to, you know, flush this game, forget about it, and be ready to play, you know, the next one. Because it, it does – it is a quick turn. And, you know, that's going to be something I think every team in the league has got to be able to focus through and again it's hard and it's hard to beat a team two times in a row especially a team that's as good as they are and you know they'll they'll do some things they'll make some adjustments and we've just got to be ready to play and um, do the best we can as far as preparing and as much as anything preparing mentally last question tim mcmahon espn what's up quinn um you guys are during this winning streak you shot the three remarkably well uh, obviously, key number one is having good shooters. But what are the factors that go into being able to hit 20-plus threes in, in four of these six games? Well, I think it honestly starts defensively. Um, you know, when we get stops, um, you know, our guys are committed right now to running. You know, I think that's been more sporadic, um, you know, earlier in the year where we were running sometimes when we felt good. And, we, you know, we talk about running for each other. Um, when we do that, you know, those threes, if we can get catch and shoot threes, um, not that we don't want to take them off the dribble or walk-ups, we want to be aggressive with all those two because 
we've got some guys, but you know, JC Donovan, Mike and Joe can all shoot the ball, you know, off the dribble as well. Um, but you know, I don't know what Donovan's percentage is right now from three, um, but on, on the catch and shoots, but they're all, you know, you feel like they got a chance to go in and we've just got to make sure we're spaced. Um, that's maybe the biggest thing is, is that we're, we're working, whether it be running or staying focused to space and respace. And when we do that and move the ball, we're capable of getting some looks. And, you know, as you said, we're making them right now and, you know, knock on wood, hopefully we keep making them. But um, the main thing is defending, defending creates those shots and defending, you know, keeps us in the game if they're not going in. There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder right there. Let's now move on and hear from some of the players. Let's uh, let you hear from Rudy Gobert. Uh, we've got first question was from John Kuhn, AP. Rudy, um, Coach Snyder talked about the defensive improvement that he's seen from you guys over the past few games that's really kind of opened up the offense. Said there's more of a commitment to running the floor and, 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 and playing hard on both ends. What, what do you feel like has kind of precipitated that? that changed what's changed about the mellow approach for the team over this winning streak first of all that's the that's our identity you know it's always been uh, since Quinn got here uh, you know it's to be a one of the best defensive teams in the league and to every single night bring in defensively and uh, you know uh, obviously I'm a, I'm a big part of that and I take a lot of pride in making sure that I come in every single night and, and try to be the best you know defensive player in the world and uh, and make sure I help my teammates and uh, and push my teammates on that end and you know and guys have been doing a, a great job defensively and uh, I believe that when we play great defense and when we think about defense uh, it helps our offense and we're about to run and you know when we run on teams it's we, we unstoppable because we get we have so many shooters and so many guys that can create for each other that it's uh, you know it becomes a it goes full circle next up Ben Anderson kslsports.com Hey, Rudy, late in the game, uh, Quinn Snyder called a timeout after a missed, I think, box out led to Alonzo Ball dunk. What are those late opportunities to still learn? What does Quinn say late in those, even though the game is kind of out of hand? I think it's about, you know, never let up, never get the habit of, you know, just lose focus. Uh, you know, whenever we get up by 20 or whenever, you know, we feel like we, we're playing well, uh, you know, always stay aware. And, you know, we, there's a few games that we lost because we we did that, like in New York, for example. And, uh, you know, we want to be a team that, uh, you know, of course, there's going to be mistakes, there's going to be turnovers, there's going to be moments when the team going to go on a run. But we want to make sure that we we limit that and it's a, it's a quick turnaround and we're able to refocus and, uh, and keep doing what we do. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Pretty. they had five offensive rebounds in the first six minutes and then only five after that. After what happened against Denver, how did you guys kind of clean it up and, and against a really big front court? I mean, it was just a great collective effort. You know, guys did a great job, uh, you know, hitting those bigs, Adams and, uh, and Zion and, you know, all the athletic, you know, all those athletic guys. Uh, you know, it's really a 
something that we we take a lot of pride in as a team and we know how important it is and you know against a team like this it's a great opportunity for us to you know to get better uh, at that end and uh, you know and we didn't do it in the first minute but we we called a timeout and we did it for the rest of the game and last question Eric Walden Salt Lake Tribune Rudy, this is the first time of several this season that you guys will be facing kind of the same team in the in the same city on in back-to-back games. What do you have to do going into Thursday's game to kind of forget about this one or, or not forget about it, but not let this one impact how you play Thursday? I mean, it's 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 about focusing on us, you know, on the things that we. There's a lot of things that we feel like we can do better, uh, you know, like 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 you said, you know, the rebounds, uh, you know, the, there's a little stretch when we we turn about over uh, when they change their coverage. So you know, it's it's all about us uh, keep getting better as a team, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's one game at a time, and uh, you know, we're gonna keep getting better. There's Rudy, 13 points, but 18 rebounds. Had six offensive boards, two, three block shots, and really got the better of Steven Adams uh, last night in the 30 minutes that he played. Uh, let's now hear from Joe Ingles. Uh, first question we'll get will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, nice to see you again. Um, obviously, you have a big night shooting five of six from three, uh, part of a bigger effort from the team as a whole, 21 threes. What was working specifically for you and what was working for the team as a whole in, in continuing this hot streak from three-point range? Um, I mean, obviously, as a team and as our group has played a lot this year, we've I think we've been pretty open and um, saying the, the way and style we, we want to play um, and obviously which we, we think we're good at. Um, we've got guys that run our bigs run and obviously that opens it up and um, with Rudy running down the lane, they, they collapse in a little bit and we, we've got obviously guys that can make plays with, with the four guards that are out there um, at all times. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, to me personally or, or whoever it is, um, the last few games that I've been out earlier in the year, I think we've had different guys a lot of the time come come in and make shots. Um, there's only a few, probably a couple of games that we, we haven't shot well this year and, and we've still been in them, um, obviously, with our defense. So, um, yeah, it was, it was fun to be back out there and um, just glad we won, to be honest. <laughs> All right, next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Joe, how big was Rudy and Favors tonight against their physical front court? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously not tonight, but every night they, they, they're huge for us. Um, bringing Fave back and, and having him um, be comfortable and, and okay with, with the role that he's playing off the bench behind Rudy and um, I, I think we've played them together a, a very kind of small sample size but um, yeah just having those guys behind you is is a big help as a guard knowing that they're, they're, that they're there so um, yeah I mean more, more than not they're, they're really good for us so it's uh, yeah like I said it's, it's, it's really helpful as a guard having Rudy and Faye there yelling at you and, and, and obviously telling us what to do defensively. All right, last question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. 
Hey, Joe, a couple of questions. One, just wanted to know how the uh, like heel ankle area is feeling. Uh, and if, I mean, you're still experiencing soreness or how, how much close to 100% you are right now. And then also on these two game sets where you're playing the same team twice in a row, how does that change what you guys are doing and planning for? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think we've, we haven't done it this year. I think we played Phoenix kind of as close to two in a row as we could. Um, I mean, they, uh, obviously going small at the end for, at the end for them, uh, might be something that they, they liked. Um, they went on a little run there. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's hard to obviously we'll, we'll go and watch the film. And, and, and I think, uh, from, from our point of view, from our group, um, we'll be pretty happy with how obviously the, the two runs they went on one in the second quarter and one in the last there, um, we can clean up. I think it's all stuff that uh, I think Donovan lost a couple of times when they, they blitzed, um, towards the end there. So, cleaning up stuff like that is 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 on us and that's kind of easy to fix because you you know what we, we know what we should be doing um so we'll see what they they come out with adjustment wise um in terms of the the achilles it feels obviously i wouldn't play if it wasn't feeling good um it was bizarre not playing to be honest um uh, especially the first one just knowing obviously a lot earlier than you guys did that I wasn't going to be playing um, and just kind of sitting around those couple of days and um, yeah, just a really different feeling. And then obviously really happy that the, the guys were still playing well. They, they, they played their asses off for, for those four or five games and um, yeah, just glad to be back. Obviously, like I said, it's yeah. I mean, I wouldn't come back if it wasn't feeling good. So I've um, never really been in this situation before so it was different but uh, yeah it was cool um i'm just glad to be back out there and uh, i think the weirdest thing me and mike were talking about it when he was out last year is when the team starts winning and you're out and then you come back in and you don't want to be the one that that ruins it so um i'm just glad we won that's all i wanted to do tonight um so yeah no i feel good Joe Ingles coming back from that sore Achilles played 19 minutes, made five of six shots, all from three, finished the game with 15 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Let's wrap things up by hearing from Donovan Mitchell. All right, we'll get started with uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Donovan, how different are these sort of sets that you're going to be playing against teams where you play them once and then a couple nights later play them again or on a back-to-back? And I mean, do you have to plan a little bit more for maybe adjustments that they might make? Yeah, I think, you know, you kind of treat it like a playoff series. Um, you know, we, in the sense, one game one, you know, and they'll make adjustments to what they did well and then be ready for game two and we'll do the same. Um, I think, you know, whenever you, you know, win a game like this, you know, you got to be ready for a lot of energy from them in the second in the second game. Um, things are going to be completely different. Uh, but we just got to go out there and continue to do what we do. You know, I we expect him to, you know, turn up the pressure or whatever, maybe maybe run and transition more. I, I don't I don't know. But I think the biggest thing is we just got to stay consistent in what we do and be ready for whatever comes our way. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. John, tonight uh, you get Joe Ingles back for the first time in four games, and he immediately kind of does what he does, goes out and hits five out of six three-pointers. What did you see from Joe? And also kind of as a broader point, what's making you guys as an entire team so effective from beyond the three-point line? I think the biggest thing is just shooting our shots, you know, not passing up threes. You know, Joe does what he does. You know, it's great to have him back, uh, first of all. Uh, But I think, 
just being able to shoot, you know, get, we're getting good looks. The guys, you know, myself, JC, Mike, you look at JC, Mike had 16 combined assists. I had two or three. Um, but I think the biggest thing is getting into the paint, just finding an open man. You know, Royce is doing a good job of getting into the paint as well. Rudy's finding guys on his roles fave as well. We're all doing a good job of it. And I think the biggest thing is just shooting our looks. You know, we, we believe in our three-point shot. We just got to continue to take them. You know, and when they're not falling, we got to turn up our defense. Uh, but continue to shoot the shots and, you know, whether they go in or not, just keep taking our same looks. And McMahon, ESPN. Hey, Donovan, uh, kind of following up on that, um, this is a pretty historic run of three-point shooting you guys are on. Uh, how much do you think that's part of the identity of the team this year? And you know, do you think that, uh, that you guys can, if, if not at this clip, but can continue being you know, basically the best three-point shooting team in the league? Um, you know, I think we, we did it. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong. And correct me if I'm wrong. We did it last year as far as percentage goes. I think, you know, for us, it's like I said, it just goes to taking our looks. You know, like I said, it may not always be a 21 three-point night. You know, maybe a five-point night, but at the five three-point night. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be our defense. You know, we're going to continue to play well, continue to take the looks. I think that's really where it is. You know, we're not, not really con- worrying about, you know, if when the shots falling or not, you know, taking, you know, some of them may, may seem contested, but those are the shots that, you know, we take in practice, you know, the shots that we work on. Um, and then it really all starts with pushing the ball in transition. Um, you know, it's easy to scout half court defense. You know, it's tough to scout transition. It's, it's really impossible to scout transition, you know, when guys are spaced in so many different areas. And then when those three point shots are falling, it opens up the lane, you know, I was able to get into the paint a few times in transition. So um, I think that's the biggest thing. If we can continue to doing that on a daily, whether we, shoot the way we did tonight or not, just being able to take a look and that threat will open a lot of things up for us offensively as well. John King, AP. Donovan, uh, one thing that really stands out, um, in the third quarter, you guys hit eight three-pointers, but the the run really kind of started at the end of the second quarter where you hit a three and then you uh, – found Boyan on that wraparound pass for the other three. When you're able to finish a, a quarter or a half out like that, what does it do in terms of carrying over the momentum to the next um, one? Yeah, I think, you know, that's the one thing we really want to work on stay stay locked in on is finishing quarters the right way. You know, I think the way we finished the half and, you know, you, you look at the two threes, but <clears> – <throat> I, what we saw was the the steal that Mike had to end the half. Um, I think that's something that just gave us life. You know, I think being able, like I said, hitting the threes are, are great, but the defensive effort, you know, him switching onto the big and being in that passing lane, even though the time was running out, you know, we understand like that's what we need to do. That's who we need to be. And just coming down the second half, there are times we kind of, you know, y'all seen it where we come out in halftime and we have to call the first time out, you know, because they're on the run or whatever. Just being able to hit first coming out of that and continue to, the juice that we have. Uh, but it all starts, like you said, with finishing quarters the right way and finishing the half the right way, which we did, and we have to continue to do. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, Mike had 10 assists tonight. Um, his assists are actually higher per minute than they've ever been throughout his career, and he's getting more touches on the ball than he did last year. How have you seen kind of his familiarity with the offense grow and kind of your partnership in the backcourt? 
Uh, you're just seeing him just being the, the cerebral player he is. You know, it's tough. I said this the other day. It's tough when you go from playing somewhere for 14, was it 13, 14 years, you know, in a system, a certain style, and then you kind of come into a different environment where, you know, when I was, you know, kind of handling the ball a little bit more, he wasn't on as the ball as more. It's just, it, it takes a while. You know, it's not always going to gel right away. You know, and I think, like I said, have in the bubble, you know, him being on the ball more definitely, you know, allowed him to see where his looks are going to be where his where guys are going to catch the ball where things are going to be open uh, we're not necessarily a pick and pop team so being able to understand that <clears throat> using Rudy's lob threat to be able to get into the paint and make plays uh, has been has been great you know and I think He's done a great job as far as making it take making it easy on himself, you know, slowing down, getting into the paint, finding guys, getting his floaters, getting to his three ball. Uh, I think that's just him being the vet that he is and the, the cerebral player that he is. And sometimes it just takes a little longer. But you know, this is this is the Mike Conley we all know, and you know, I'm, I'm, it makes our lives easier for sure. All right, and last question, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. <laughs> Donovan, another win, another scholarship for a minority or underrepresented student. One, what does it mean to have an owner that's so active on this front? And two, how much does that fuel you? Um, I think it's it's one of the coolest things in the world, to be honest. You know, I, as y'all know, I'm big on education, you know, and being able to for a cause, you know, for something to think about job you're playing, obviously you play for a championship and play to win, but you're playing for even greater cause. You know, I think that's just something that, you know, is just unmatched, you know, and, and credit to Ryan Smith and his family and ownership for, for doing that because that's just, you know, it's, it's really un, unheard of, you know, with especially as many games as we play. Um, I think that's just, that's just huge. And it definitely, you know, gives you, you know, when you're, when you're kind of in the game, you know, you kind of, there's moments where you're like, you know, like this is sending, this is changing somebody's life, you know, this, it, it, it may not get to a point where it's like this turnover is messing up, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, in, it's in your head. You think about it. And every time we win, you know, that's, that's where our head goes, you know, and that's, it's bigger than basketball. You know, the goal is to win a championship, but for us to be able to win games and, and send kids to, to college and take care of them for four years, that's, that's, you know, that's incredible, you know, and I'm definitely, you know, glad and, and blessed to be a part of it. That was Donovan Mitchell, 28.7 rebounds, four assists as the Jazz beat the Pelicans 118-102. to Up next for the Utah Jazz, this very same Pelicans team, tomorrow night at Vivint Arena, a little later start. It will start at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. There's the best of the postgame show. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines are on the way. Stay with us.